This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Who Would Win in a Fight Between the Vastness of the Ocean or the Vastness of Space, which scares you more. The reason you can't find Cherry. The reason why she doesn't have a last name or parents or a social security number. It's because she's not real. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. The only podcast that was able to be involved in the CGI making of Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And today we are pole. to talk about the Artifice Girl. Uh, yeah. That's because, like, uh, Gareth... Yeah, yeah, Gareth I, was, I know, I yeah. know, it's just a weird poll. Yeah, it was, well, I was like, that's such a weird, like, very specific thing to, like, bring into a movie. I agree with Diana, though, it's it's creepy. <laughs> yeah, it is a little creepy. Yeah. Um, everything about CGI and, like, artificial intelligence is creepy, and yeah. I hate it. Anyways, <laughs> that's what this movie is basically about. Yay. So, The is Artifice it? Girl came out in 2022. It was directed by Franklin Rich. You have in here Tatum Matthews, who plays Cherry, mm-hmm. uh, Lance Henriksen, who plays Gareth, but old Gareth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's Bishop. Yeah. yeah, towards the end. Mm-hmm. You have Cinda Nicole. Yeah, Cinda Nicole's, who plays Diana. Um, you stumbled on Nicole. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it said so many weird names. I know, but it's spelt weird. <laughs> you have uh, David Girard, who plays Amos. Mm-hmm. And then you have Franklin Rich, who plays Gareth. Yeah. So. That's it. Yeah, that, literally, that's it. Like, there's there doesn't need to, need to be anybody else. I think there's only, like, those two other people that are in the room before, like, with the first time skip. Yeah, but who so that, cares? Yeah, who cares? Like, they, they were Losers. They were literally in it for, like, a second. They had one line each, and yeah. they didn't amount to anything. Anyways, this movie, if you have not seen this movie, it is a team of special agents discovers a revolutionary new computer program to bait and trap online predators. After teaming up with the program's troubled developer, they soon find out that the AI is rapidly advancing beyond its original purpose. Mm-hmm. Thank you, IMDb. Um, yeah. It's actually, like, when I when I found out about this movie, I thought it was going to be more on, like, that horror-esque side of things. Really? <laughs> well, because I was like, there's, like, by that description alone... And, like, the way that the trailer is portrayed, it's like, oh, like, AI is literally going to take over. Like, you thought this was going to be, like, an ex machina? I thought this was going to be, like, an ex machina, like, under the skin type feel. Like, Mm -hmm. even, um, fuck, AI itself. Yeah. Like, that movie. I felt like it was going to be, like, that kind of feel of it. Um, and it wasn't. It was actually like quite a different film. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to see how you felt about this movie. I like this movie. It felt right? I said it to you when we were having dinner the other day where I was like, This movie feels like don't worry, darling, if you had time and energy and a plot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Don't worry, darling was not as good as I wanted it to be. Nope. Um so yeah. Uh Artifice Girl. Um Yeah, I enjoyed I, it. I, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh I there's not a lot of bad things that I have about this film. I just like at the beginning that you and I too, because the beginning I really like the beginning part of this movie where it's like they're the just interrogation. They're just interrogating this poor guy. Yeah, just pulled him in, asking him all these questions, and like the more and more that you and I were figuring it out, we're like, oh shit! Did the main director cast himself as a pedophile? Right, and you're like, that's bold. That's a bold <laughs> move. Right, and a very like, like to me, I was like, yo. Fucking go at it, bro. Like, put yourself as, like, <laughs> the most scummiest of scumbags. Yeah. Kind of like how, how Tarantino puts himself, like, as, like, a racist in da- uh, Django Unchained. Oh, he's playing a racist. Yeah. He's oh. playing a racist. Oh, he's playing I don't think one. he's actually a racist. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> I mean, I know that, like, his hands were the hands that were choking the girl in Inglorious Bastard. Yeah. 
Um, and then he has that massive foot fetish, so he put himself as the role for Selma Hayek when she poured the beer down her foot. Yeah. Um, but that's really just, like, using your pull like that. It's not like Michael Bay being like, yo, I made Transformers, so Megan Fox, you're dating me now. Yeah. Um, or, like, even... He like just seems like a slime ball. So yeah. I could see him just totally doing that because... Or yeah, or even to like how Kevin Smith like casts himself as like the one the guy who says one line in each movie. Yeah, but nobody is gonna cast themselves as a pedophile. Exactly, and neither did he. Yeah, he he kind of like like went to pull the trigger and then was like, "Gotcha, it's just a blank." Yeah, by putting it that like he's not a child predator, but like he's made an AI mm-hmm. to catch child predators. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that on the drive home today from work, and I was like, "Man, what a fucking like." Like, an interesting idea. Yeah. I'm saying, like, we're going to create a CGI'd girl, mm-hmm. so then it's going to trick people. And I, I like the scene, too, of, like, them explaining it, like, yeah. with the live feed. Oh, yeah. And, that like, was super cool. If you ask a question that's kind of, like, out of nowhere, mm-hmm. it'll act like the feed's breaking up, and then uh, Gareth is able to respond through text. And I was like, that's yeah. really cool. Like, that's yeah. a cool way of, like, working around this. Yeah, like, that's... Vi- like, it's not out of the realm of shit that, like, could be going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's where I was like, okay, like, this is a cool film because, like, it's very much something that could be going on right now. Yeah. So I mean, they, they as we were talking about before, they make the very real poll of, like, Gareth has experience and... Like recreating the guy from Row One, mm-hmm. um, Moth Tarkin. Yes, and yeah, like him being able to actually have a history and a background of creating CGI people out of nothing, and yeah. it's like how that's a cool way of like in this moment of like how we can use that to catch pedophiles mm-hmm. and use it to be able to stop crime. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting concept. I like it. It <laughs> is like I I think it's I think the concept is there. I think it's very interesting. Again, like it's a very different like AI film because it doesn't go the route that like most of them go, where it's like the AI has become so advanced that it realizes that like humans are obsolete. But it does go into the other side of what artificial movies are. Is like, well, do they have a soul? Yes. Do they have freedom? Are they allowed to have rights? Yes. Like, are they so advanced that they can understand and process what feelings and emotions are? Yeah. And I think that like takes a really cool turn like towards the later half of this film. Mm-hmm. Um. But first off, too, I, I wanted to mention, like, I really like, and you and I were both saying it, too, and I was kind of pissed off that they changed locations at one point. Oh, yeah, like, towards but, the third act. Yeah, yeah, but, like, for most of the movie, it is placed just in this one room. Yep. Like, this interrogation room that, like, years later, they converted it into, like, an actual office. Mm-hmm. It's and a very I, minimalistic film, which I appreciate. Exactly. Like, you, you have, like, an idea where it's, like, this movie... I should have looked it up, but this movie probably did not have, like, a huge budget. No. Because most of it is literally, like, within one room. It's just dialogue. It's actors that you haven't really seen before. Um, it's literally just, like, a TV. The most is, like, like in the very last, like, scene when, like, you have Cherry. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, she just has, like, wires connecting her. Yeah, somebody just went to the Lowe's and bought some wires. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's what you just got to fucking take a couple of twist ties and, like, just t- twist them together and yep. then staple them to her back. That's the humane way that's to do it. That's what they man. did. They <laughs> just, <laughs> that's, <laughs> just that's popped how they it on do, there. Yugi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it do. That's um, what it do, Yugi. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I thought like the minimalisticness of like where the sets were really worked in favor for this film. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed. Uh, Sorry, that was an aggressive. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah duh. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so it's like. 
So yeah, like that was a really cool idea for it. Again, like the AI whole situation mm-hmm. is very interesting. Like it never goes that route of like, oh, like she's evil or yeah. like she's gonna learn to be evil. I also appreciate the fact that most of this movie are people just talking to each other. Yeah, like it's very and like I said too, like I like the beginning part, the first act where it's like a pretty tense interrogation. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of like, um, did I say Deanna? Is that her name? Dina. Dina. Like, I was yeah, close. Yeah, it's D E E. N A. Yeah, it's Dina. Yeah. Was it? It's not that many E's. It's D E E. E E E. E E E. Yeah, it's D E E N A. Yeah. But I swear they say Diana. I don't know. I don't care. But like how like very like matter the fact that she is and she's like constantly cutting off like spinning around his words like getting back to the point like she has so much information on him. And even the second act too where it's like them all talking about like where they're at and the board and it's like them being able to bring cherry to an actual like larger scope yes and like giving her an actual artificial body it's like most of this movie is just people talking to each other yeah it's pretty fast paced it's pretty it's pretty quippy um and i like it i like the fact that that's basically like that yeah the dialogue is written very well um i think like too like the the time jumps are put mm-hmm. in a way that like are very easily understood where it's like yeah like when we got to the second act and you were like who the fuck are these people and then like you get the glow up of Gareth yeah and, like, I know right holy yeah. shit the Looks fucking, like fucking twirly mustache Steve Jobs yeah <laughs> and you have Amos who's like all grayed out now and you have Dina who's like uh, walking with a cane and it's like okay like you easily you can understand that this has been like ten plus years yeah I mean there was like that weird transition. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, it was the, like the janitor's daughter who was like cleaning up the room and then it like she looks up the poster cherry and then it kind of zooms out and then you see like all the different like what seems to be them creating different looking kids yes. through AI. Um, and then it just goes into what like, God, it must like the way that they were looking, it must be like 10 years later or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Probably more. And I was like, that's a pretty good way of doing it. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, also, too, this is like uh, Franklin Rich's like first feature debut oh yeah yeah so this good is, job yeah this is his first feature debut um it's definitely something where it's like i don't feel like he's fully like honed his craft as a director because he has like a few um short films under his belt um but this is definitely something where it's like this could catapult him i think the only part of like cinematography that i actually enjoyed to your point of that is mm-hmm. like uh later on when like gareth is like going to the place where Yes. Like, yeah, where, where you find out his backstory, and I was like, the way that that was shot and, like, going throughout this, like, decrepit, dilapidated house, I was like, that's pretty good. But, like, yeah, I, I know what your point is, because, like, it's it's mostly just people talking in a room, so there's not too much to do. Yeah, and you know what, too? Like, in a, in a way, this is, like, a safe movie, because it's, like... Yeah, again, it it's, is. It's, it's very minimalistic in terms of, like, set and production, everything like that. Um, most of it is dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's It's basically like you have two to three cameras like getting different angles and then boom you got everything yeah so it's like in that sense it is a little bit on the safe side but like the story is still there so yeah but it didn't like shock the system of like no man like look at this fucking amazing story like it's a cool concept and they play it out exactly works you're not gonna break the wheel by doing this yeah but like you know it, it is a concept that like i think is a little refreshing in terms of like ai movies Again, just yeah. because, like, I'm used to the fact that, like, all of them are that, like, the AI is self-aware at some point and yeah. realizes that humans are obsolete or and they're the dying breed. And I actually appreciate it for the context of what this movie is because, mm-hmm. 
like more often than not too it's like most of these movies are like oh my god like i'm a robot and i want to have feelings and it's like i really appreciate the last act of this movie where cherry is just shouting it's like yeah this is disgusting like i hate the fact that i'm used just to be able to catch pedophiles mm-hmm. and it's like yeah i can understand why you specifically as like at that point an android would like want free will and your own choice because that's a horrible job yeah because you even have where it's like like she's talking to gareth about like how she's taken up dancing yeah and he's like well what does that have to do with like your your primary programming i know like even at that point too he was like is that part of the like the act Mm -hmm. like is that is that you're going to incorporate that and it's just like he just doesn't get it yeah it's like no i want that for me because it's Mm -hmm. like he doesn't realize that that's basically like his daughter yeah in a sense Mm -hmm. um I think Cherry's performance, like Tatum uh, Matthews, I think her performance is probably the best in this film. Yeah, she's great. Uh, I really believe it where it's like when she has that full-on like AI voice of like it's not fully matching up. Um, and then when she has that moment of like switching where yeah, you get it where it's like, oh, she is smarter than she's leading people on to be. I like that scene where he just, Amos just punches the shit out of yeah. Gareth. He's like, oh, I'm going to fucking, I know you're lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, fucking, he took a beating, too. Like, I know, he only got hit a couple times. It was, like, twice, and he's got, like, a busted nose. Yeah. So, Amos got a fist of steel, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, I think that that was, like, a really good performance where it's, like, she started talking normal, and it's, like, as a movie watcher, it kind of, like, blurs the lines where it's, like, you know this is an actor, you know this is a real person, but it's, like, that, that switch up to make you believe that, like, she is an AI. Yeah. That she just learned, like, a better speech program. Yeah. It's kind of like in Face Off, where it's like, <gasps> fuck, yeah, I'm going to talk about Wow, yeah. you're going to talk about Face Off. Well, it's, it's like that idea of, like, John Travolta is being played by Nicolas Cage, who's playing John Travolta. Yeah. It's like that idea where it's like, you blur the line where you forget, like, that the actor is just trying to play the opposite character. Mm-hmm. So I liked that aspect of this film. <laughs> Good job, man. Thanks, man. Check off. Tune in next time when we watch Face Off. No, we're not watching Face Off again. Fuck you. We're not watching Face (laughs) Off again. Um, Yeah, so uh, anything bad? Anything bad that you think about with this? Um, No, I wouldn't say particularly bad. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think you summed it up really well where it's like it does feel like a very safe movie Mm -hmm. of, you know, like it doesn't doesn't push the limits but it's not boring and it's like it's a pretty good movie yeah. so i don't think i would say anything particularly bad about it i i wanted to say too i actually kind of like some of the nuances with this too where it's like you think it could go in a direction but it doesn't really mm-hmm. like even with the big twist at the end of like um learning more about like gareth's backstory about like here's this girl that was with him and they got kidnapped and they were being abused mm-hmm. and that's who he based cherry off of yeah and it's like, even with that, it's like, it's a nice kind of reveal, too, of, you know, like, and what Cherry says, which is like, I'm carrying your baggage. Like, yeah. I'm, I can't be used so then you work through your trauma. It's very much like a sins of the father type theme in this sense. Yeah. So I, I would say even, too, which is that I like the fact that this movie has pretty normal things that you would expect from, like, an AI movie, but it kind of changes it up and makes it a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say anything particularly wrong. No. What do you have, you cynical fuck? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan. I've never been a big fan of, like, movies that have, like, chapters within them. 
Okay. I don't know That's why. That's such like, a specific pet peeve. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, I, it, There's like very few movies in my mind that like ever pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time I hate it. Cause like it Give just, me one. Give me one movie that it works. Um, like Pulp Fiction. Did that have Django? It, it's not like a full-blown like chapter. Are you just talking about like when the screen turns black and it's like... Yeah. This part, yeah, chapter two, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't enjoy that. I feel like that kind of like takes you out of like the moment of the film, um, for the most part. Inglorious like, Bastards has that, yeah. Inglorious Bastards that is fine. works, yeah, mm-hmm. that works for me. Yeah, fuck you. Um, because like it's different stories intertwining, but like, yeah, but this is like one singular story, so it's like for me, chapters are kind of like annoying because like they're really there just to like end a scene to then go into another scene. And I I don't yeah. I don't know. But I, I like that it also kind of plays off the idea of being f- like safe. Yeah, but I like it in this idea because it it's not so much of like the scene ends and then it's the next thing, but it like signals a time skip. Yeah. Like every time there's a chapter, it's like fucking here's 10 years and it's like here's 30 years later and mm. it's like but I think as moviegoers, we are smart enough to where it's like if the first scene in the interrogation room ends, and then it goes into like that same room. Mm-hmm. Like, like how would how would you feel if like they they all like exit the room and then it stays on that door and then they enter like yelling at each other, but it's ten years later. Oh no, that would be great. Exactly. Like that. That's an easy way to. But still I'm not be like, like it ruined the scene. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't ruin it. But like, it's just a pet peeve of mine. Like I, I'm I'm picking at straws here. Yeah. Um. I wish there was, like, a little bit more backstory, too, with, like, Dina, her character. Because, like, they, they, they have, like, a throwaway line about, like, her daughter. And that's, like, why she doesn't, like, trust anybody, really. No, they um, they had that whole thing where, like, they talked about, like, when they left the room and Gareth was, like, talking to her. And, like, Cherry was saying, like, you can trust her. And it's, like, here's her backstory mm-hmm. about how um, she had a coworker that, like was also a pedophile yes. and it's like how she like is very selective now and careful around who she trusts and who she's open to and yeah. it's like i like that as an idea of like yeah this is why she's doing this because of like how much stake she has in the game yeah i don't know like i i, I liked d- it. it it's it's fine i just also i'm like oh like the majority of like the um the majority of like the character development that you get in this film is like Gareth to a degree, and then also Cherry. Yeah. And I guess that's fine, because, like, that's the main, like, people that you want in this film for it. Like, Amos is a cool character, just because, like, he really is pushing for, like, you know... And I I really like that second act, because, like, it gets very philosophical, where it's, like, Dina is talking about, like, oh, she had to make a speech about, like, why children have rights at the White House. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, this is a no-brainer. Like, people should just know this. And then they go on to say, like, you know, 10 years down the line, somebody should, like, somebody will be making the same claim about AI. And it's like, why is this, like, a not a no brainer? Mm-hmm. And it's like that idea of, like, okay, we're getting to a point where it's like AI is going to be self aware. And, like, what point do they get rights where it's like they're just as human as we are? Yeah. So I like that. The second act, I think, is, like, the best part in Me this too. film. Me too. Yeah. I really liked a lot of the. Like, I like the reveal of Cherry being smarter than she thinks. Mm-hmm. I liked Amos's, like, 
cold-hearted, like, directive of, like, you're bullshitting me. Yeah. And I'm going to prove to you that you have feelings, robot girl. <laughs> exactly. And then even, too, like, when they both, like, storm out and, like, it's just Dina and Cherry talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, talking I like that. about, like, you know, what what she's going to do and, like, who's going to lead this thing after she's gone. Yeah, and it kind of sets it into, like, the third act of, like, how it gives Cherry a way of, like, being able to actually start finding what she wants to do, like yep. what she wants to be able to find enjoyment in or actually fulfillment in. Mm-hmm. What do you think the record skip at the end was about? Record skip? Like oh, the, yeah. Like the very, very Yeah, the vinyl was thing. all fucked up. It was like warped. <laughs> yeah, like the like the vinyl like skips a beat and like Cherry notices and then it just cuts to black. Yeah. And I'm like, there's something about that. Yeah, like, that's a metaphor. Like that, it, I, I don't know. I think it might be something to do with the idea that like, like not everything is perfect. Like there is like a, a fuck up. Like there's a hiccup. Yeah. There's a there's a fucking skip of the beat for every single thing. And it's like, okay, like maybe even to like with AI, like there is a skip of the beat. Like something is missed. Yeah, I think it can be taken like almost literal of like here's a machine that's supposed to play music mm-hmm. and it has its directive, but then as it gets towards the end, it skips. And then it stops doing what it's meant to do. I think it's kind of like a way of showing her where it's like she got her freedom now. Yeah. It's like she can do what she wants to and she can live the life she wants to along with her like her weird interpretive dance. Yeah, that dance, not good, man. Nah, it could have been a lot Like I, w- I was waiting for kind of like a ballerina-esque like like Swan Lake type dance. Yeah. Um, and instead we just got like weird interpretive dance. Yeah, it was very like I'm moving my arms yeah. and flowing. It's, it's less Black Swan and more like the landlord from Big Lebowski. Yeah. So I was like, hmm. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. But yeah, um, overall, I think like this movie is something fun. I think the themes of this film are very much like in the beginning when you have Dina like talking to Siri about like setting reminders and mm-hmm. shit like that. It's like a cool little idea of like, okay, like technology is making us lazy. Like she can yeah. like easily she can look up that she can set a reminder on her phone. But I like it, too, because it's like in the beginning of part of that where she asks like a really serious question about like life and happiness. Yeah. But then. The machine is like, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Yeah. Which I do constantly to my Google Home. Mm-hmm. Of like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, Google, what's the meaning of ex- life. of life? And like, what does true happiness mean? And it's like, sorry, I didn't catch that. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, of course you didn't, you fucking machine. <laughs> You'll never know love. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, I think that part is like really interesting. I think that's like a really cool opening to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like it, it, it spurs in the middle of like equal rights. Yeah. And then, like, it has, like, at the end, that that fall of human emotion. Yeah. Because, like, you have Gareth who, like, is just, like, not even paying attention to the fact that, like, she's basically, like, she's in front of him. Mm -hmm. Like, she is, whether you think about it as a machine or not, like, she is, like, living and breathing. Yep. So, it's, like, having that knowing that, like, you know, she's going to have emotions, too. Eh. Yeah. Overall, good job. Overall, like no, use that. Good job. No, Good job. Thank you, Matt. I, 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 I try to stay humble, but I will take this as the king of <laughs> podcasts for the week. But just between you and I. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I give it seven USB bracelets out of ten. Mm, yeah. It's like it's it's like a little bit above the middle for me. Like it's it's a good movie. I think like it has a a clear direction. It's shot very well. Um, it's it's contained in that ninety minute mark. It's just. Nothing jumped out at me saying, like, this is amazing. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you on that. 
give it a give it seven salmon dinners out of ten. Mm. Well, he didn't have the salmon. Remember? They ah, but they the talked about it. Yeah, they fucker. talked about it. But like there was um, what was it? It was the it scallops. Was, yes, the scallops. scallops and potatoes. It wouldn't work with the dinner. Yeah. <laughs> salmon would keep you alive more than steak. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it was a good scene. Um. Um. Oh, look at me. I'm pulling up my recommendation on my phone. Yeah, I, I have an eight. I Just recommend spam. Let's keep this going. <laughs> like the... <laughs> I got stuff to do. Like the email stuff or like the food? Why, how would you recommend spam the email? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... Read re- it once in a while. <laughs> I really enjoy getting like emails from the prince of nigeria when the prince of nigeria asks you for help yeah <laughs> you you stand and deliver my friend <laughs> you say how much money do you need and yeah. i will wire it to you right now um anyways probiotics i don't remember if i actually like recommended this at one point or another probably not you recommended um, some workout shit no not really like um probiotics like in general are just like a, a digestive um supplement okay um I like the gummy ones because I'm a child. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like, probiotics before, like, when I when I really started, like, getting into, like, working out and, like, um, eating pretty much as much protein as I could in my, my day-to-day life. Um, yeah, thanks you, for that with your smelly shit. Exactly. <laughs> when you do that, like, you, you get the protein farts, you get, like, really bad, like, stomach aches, um, and then your poops are also very fibery. Um, that was, like, a big <laughs> thing in the beginning. So I did a little bit of research, like, during that time, and I ended up t- starting to take, like, probiotics, specifically um, Nature's Bounty, ah. um, just because, like, it's it's everywhere. Like, you can get it, like, anywhere, like, any pharmacy, any, um, like, shopping center, like, Walmart or Target, like, Price Shopper, all that shit. Like, you can get them everywhere. Um, so it's just easily accessible. Um, I think theirs, like, they have a better taste to it. Like, they have everything, like, right on the box to, like, show you, like, what's inside, but, like... It is a digestive thing, and besides, like doing kombucha, which I don't like Ew. to do, I don't like to do that all the time because, like, it's very hard to find like a taste that I like of it. Um, because it's mud water. It, no, it's it's bubbly mud water. Oh yeah, that's appealing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not bad though. Kombucha is not horrible. Uh-huh. It's just hard to like for me uh, at least uh-huh. to find like a flavor that I really like. Um, so probiotics like just helped me to get like that digestive system going, where it's like, and and you won't believe me. But trust me, if I didn't take them, my farts would be way worse. Way worse. I don't believe you. I they would be horrible. I don't think you've ever had a good fart. Um, sometimes like, like ten minutes after I poop, um, in the morning, <laughs> my my yeah. farts don't smell. When the sun hits the moon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then then I have the silver lining of like, oh, okay, I'm fine. I had Taco Bell for dinner. Yeah, you're gonna have horrible farts. <laughs> um, so probiotics. Yeah, all right. Artifice girl, Matt. What are we doing next? Roll the credits. No, I just, want, nah, I just yeah. wanted to say it. Once. You don't get to say it ever. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's my thing. You don't even do your bit. Do I have a bit? You're supposed to be like, all right, Zach, take us out. Nobody ever told me this. <laughs> I told you this eight times. Wow! Wow! Whoa! What are we doing, Matt? What are we doing next? Here. Uh, so we're gonna do. For our topic, which is the movies that made us. Um, that meaning specifically, we're going to talk about movies that have a big influence on our lives and also, too, just like our enjoyment of movies and life in general. Okay. All right.
Roll the credits. You, you still didn't do it right. <laughs> Take me out, Zach. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Matt, shut down when you're ready.